have a Bible with you today, find the book of Luke. Luke, and we're going to be in chapter number 11. Luke chapter 11. Take some notes. Uh, I, I sincerely believe that the simple thing of writing some things down or getting on a phone and just learning to do that can help you significantly. Uh, I, I think that statistics are somewhere around 98% of people that take notes in church go to heaven. I think, I, I think that's where it is. And so there is that as well. Uh, but no, sincerely, I, I, would, I would just say write some things down. Today we're starting this little two-part series uh, series of messages. This week and next week, we're using the phrase, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. And the past few weeks, we've been talking about the body of Christ. You've heard us mention that already a bunch of times. This is going to become part of the language that you hear uh, almost every Sunday when you come, that we are the body of Christ. We are ministers. We're ministers to the people on the outside of these walls. We're also ministers to each other. Uh, scripturally, the minister is not just the person on the stage. Every Christian is a minister, and you can encourage each other and pray for each other, help each other, all of that. Bring hope to one another. It is a beautiful thing for us to be the body of Christ. And as we move forward in that, I believe that we move forward um, in our effectiveness. We move forward in your personal and individual relationship with God and mine as well. And so it, it the body of Christ, the church is made up of all of these different people, individual people with different gifts and different passions and different stories and all of that type of stuff. And we come together with our differences and we are stronger together and we can truly be the hands and the feet of Jesus. And that's really what that means. But last week, we kind of ended that talk on the body of Christ by just talking about the importance of us learning to keep Jesus as the center, Jesus as the head of the body is the words that the Apostle Paul uses. And we do that through constant and consistent prayer. It's the only way, and there's no shortcut to that. Uh, but as we were talking about that last week, I just became super aware of the fact that many of us in this place, when we start talking about prayer, we're, we're kind of at this idea of, I don't know if I really know how to do that or what that exactly means. And, uh, and prayer can be kind of intimidating for some of us. In fact, uh, one of the things we see when we gather together in small groups, we call them life groups, but we gather together and, and sometimes we'll have people pray out loud at the end. And just how many of us, that is just one of the scariest things that could ever be imagined for you. The idea of praying out loud uh, in, in that way. And so I just, I just, that was, I was thinking and praying and just saying, God, where would you lead us the next couple of weeks here as we move closer and closer to Christmas? Uh, and, and I just felt like we needed to talk about the, this topic of prayer. And many of us grew up in churches where you memorized prayers, right? How many of you would say, I've memorized prayers in my past, okay? We got all sorts of those, and some of, those, some of you still remember those, and you can never get them out of, out of your mind. And, and maybe you have a positive or a negative view of that stuff now. Uh, in fact, let's, let's try a couple of them. Uh, we'll just see if you can finish the sentence. Now I lay me down to sleep. Whoa, listen to that. I don't even know if you got it right or wrong, but you all said something, okay? And then uh, we, we used to do this, and I don't know if you know this one, but it was, uh, uh, it was a, a prayer we did for meals. Come, Lord Jesus, be our guest. 
let this, wow, how many of you say, I have no idea what we just said, I have never heard any of that before. Okay, a couple of us in that, and then we get into some other places, and we have things like, you know, Hail Mary, full of grace, and we could go all sorts of different directions, and you, you know some of this stuff, and I was, I was talking to someone yesterday just on the, on the street outside of my house, and she was just telling me that sometimes when she walks through the neighborhood, she just finds herself defaulting to that. And just praying that stuff because it was so ingrained. But is that, is, is that what prayer is? Is there more to it? And that's just what I want us um, to talk about, the conversation I want us to have today and next week. And so let's begin by reading a passage of Scripture together. So please stand with me all over this place. <coughs> Luke chapter 11, we're going to start with verse number 1. Just read a few verses here. Some of this will sound familiar. Uh, as well. And so Luke chapter 11, verse 1, here's what it says. It says, one day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Jesus, teach us to pray. Let's pray as we start. God, we, we just take a deep breath in this moment. We invite you into this. We pray that your very word would be uh, what we know it is, and that is significant and life-altering. And so, God, we prepare our hearts, we sit on the edge of our seats and lean into what you would want and what you would have. And so I just pray, I pray for that. I pray that you'd help me, show me, teach me, speak through me, God, that's what I want. I, don't, I want nothing to do with this being a person on a stage and everyone looking at that person. So help with this. We give it to you in your name we pray. Amen, amen. All right, give somebody a high five and have a seat. All right, sounds good. Well, when I look at spiritual growth in my life, and, and we, we could use the word moving forward, it's what we have been talking about, but when I, when I look at spiritual growth in my life, I, uh, I like to think in terms of next steps, all right? L let me kind of flesh this out. I believe that there are next steps that we as people can be taking in all sorts of areas of our lives if we want to grow. But specifically, since we're here uh, to talk and learn and be together about Jesus and about God, we're talking about there are next steps for you in your relationship with God that will move you forward. And this is in all sorts of different areas. It's in all sorts of different things. We're going to talk about some of these areas of the next, over the next month or two as we get into Christmas and different things. But here's why I bring this up today. Every single one of us today, we have a next step for us, for you, when it comes to the topic of prayer. There's a next step for you. No matter how long you've been doing this, no matter where you're at in your spiritual journey, uh, no matter how much you know about God or any of those types of things, every person here today and every person watching behind a screen in this moment right now, you have a next step when it comes to prayer. And we're going to talk this out a little bit as we get into this. A moment ago, we read this passage of scripture from the life of Jesus. Uh, 
where one of Jesus' disciples, he comes up to him and he brings up this topic of prayer. Uh, The story says one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, which is obviously where we got the title of our little series for this weekend next. And can I just start by saying this? It's okay if you feel inadequate when it comes to this topic of prayer. It's okay. That, that's, that's fine. That's, we're okay with this. It's okay if you feel like you don't know how to pray. It's okay if, uh, if you feel like prayer is complicated or confusing. That, that is okay. This is one of Jesus' disciples here. A person who walked alongside Jesus, who, who watched him do miracles, who watched him live his life, who watched him sit and teach all sorts of people. That's who we have here in, in this conversation. We don't know exactly if this is one of the 12 disciples. It doesn't say that because sometimes the word disciple is just like follower of Jesus. Uh, but that picture who this is here with me, a Bible character who walks up to Jesus after following him a sincere follower of Jesus from the Bible, and this disciple says to Jesus, can you teach us to pray? And I get this idea, even as I'm reading this here, that this disciple wasn't alone in this, and we even have the word us, don't we? He's not coming in secret at night like we see sometimes people come to Jesus in the Bible. He is wide open in the middle of everybody just saying, Jesus, can you teach us to pray? The word us here, I love that. And if the disciples of Jesus had questions about prayer, can we just stop feeling embarrassed if we have questions about prayer? All right, we're starting right there. Prayer is supernatural. Prayer is uh, this beautiful thing, and we don't always understand supernatural things fully. In fact, I would say this, you will never fully understand prayer, how it works, and all of this type of stuff, which is why we are filled with all sorts of questions. Why do we pray and sometimes it doesn't happen? Why do we pray and we don't feel it all the time or whatever else? And we just go, I don't know. Jesus, we see you pray. We watch you pray. Can you teach us to do that? Uh, And in the language we've been using, like, uh, I think all of us should be moving forward in our lives when it comes to this topic of prayer, and this dude is actively seeking out Jesus, actively, in a way, attempting to find the next step when it comes to his spiritual life. In fact, I love his humility here. Uh, At the same point, though, so hungry to learn and to grow. Lord, can you teach us to pray? In verse 2, Jesus says to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us, and lead us not into temptation. Of course, uh, what's the name of this prayer? Anybody know? The Lord's Prayer. Wow, I knew all the smart people come to the first service. You had this. (coughs) But for those of us who have memorized this prayer, and many of you grew up saying this at the end of church or whatever else, right? Um, You'd read this and you'd be like, there's stuff missing in there. Did you notice that? And it's going, what's going on here? Uh, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What's going on here? We got half of, the, half of it only on the screen here. Uh, the full version of the Lord's Prayer that you grew up learning is found in Matthew chapter 6. Okay, We are reading from Luke chapter 11. What, and to explain that in a super quick way, 
we have different accounts of what Jesus did and where Jesus went and what Jesus said. And eyewitnesses were there and they wrote certain things down. And in, and in a way, they kind of remember and talk about certain things a little bit different. Uh, and so we don't have contradicting things. We just have Luke's version of what's going on here. And so there's some, there's some parts that aren't in there, but, and, and none of that really matters. But the book of Matthew has what you grew up learning, okay? Uh, and we just believe that the Holy Spirit was just involved in them writing all of this, and we have exactly what we are supposed to have and all of that. Okay, enough of that. But what I want us to do for the rest of the time that we have here today is to talk through a few next steps when it comes to the topic of prayer. Next steps for you. And we're going to talk through a number of them. And every single one of us is going to have something here. So let's respond to this today in humility. Just like this man who comes up to Jesus. Let's respond to this today with a hunger to take a step forward uh, in this area. And so here we go. And we're going to sort of put these next steps together in the form of questions. So question number one. What does it look like to individually spend time in prayer. This is like question number 101, and we're starting right at the beginning here. Okay, what does it look like for that? A next step for some of us here today is to begin to spend time with God outside of church. It's a next step for some of us here in this place. We see Jesus prioritizing this, by the way, uh, spending alone time with God. Mark 1.35, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And we see this again and again in the life of Jesus, where he seemed to get up early or go get away from everybody else, and he would spend time alone with God. It was kind of a theme for Jesus. You can see this in his life, but what does this look like uh, for us? And if this is your next step, let me help you get started. I'm just going to start really basic for some of us, okay? First, just learn to schedule a time to do this in your life, in your day. What, what, why would I do that? Because you are so stinking busy going all over the place, everywhere you go all the time, that if you don't schedule the time and schedule a moment to spend with God, then what you're going to find is you're going to come to the end of your day, you're going to be tired as stink, and you're going to be like, I just want to go to bed. And now you're like, oh, I feel all guilty because I already missed it on my first day. We schedule a time. The day before, you're going to be like, I'm going to get up 20 minutes early. I'm going to take this time during my day or do this, whatever. So you start by scheduling that if you want to consistently begin to spend time with God. You schedule it in that way. If you have never really done this before, here's my recommendation. That you would take 10 minutes to read the Bible. I'm going to talk about that quickly. And you'd take 10 minutes to pray. The very, this, is, this is the way that you start. If you go into it and you're like, I'm going to take four hours and I've never done this one time, you are going to struggle, okay? Let's just be real about this. And so we're just moving. Next steps here. Next steps is what this is, okay? So what, what should you read in the Bible? Well, if you are just starting out, the best thing for you, you to do is to find a Bible reading plan. And uh, go ahead and go to that next page here for me. I would recommend this. Download this free Bible app. It looks just like that. And if you type Bible into your Google Store or Apple thing, <coughs> you'll find a million of them. This one will be towards the top, though. It looks just like that. You can, it's a free app. 
and, and you create a little account so that it saves all your, all your progression and different things. And then uh, on the bottom here, this is just kind of the page once you download it, it says plans. You can't see it very well, but on the bottom in the middle says plans. You click on that button, and now there are Bible reading plans for every topic that you could ever imagine or to read the Bible in a whole year or uh, whatever else. And you just pick one of those and you hit start. And then every single day, it's going to tell you exactly what to read. And they're not long. It's like 10 minutes a day. And then you just begin to read, and then it checks it off. Like you click a button and it makes it feel, you're like, I did it, okay? And then every single day you just begin to do that, okay? Free app. It's be- and I don't work for them, so I'm not selling this, I promise, okay? But you take 10 minutes just to read the Bible, and this is how I'd recommend you start doing that. Uh, and then you take 10 minutes to pray, 10 minutes. Not that much time to start with, but it can transform your life. I'm telling you, your spiritual life can be different if you begin to get in this routine. But how do I pray for 10 minutes? <clears throat> Great question. I'm glad you asked, okay? Well, let's look. Let's look at how Jesus answered this prayer. Uh, Jesus, teach us to pray. And then Jesus gives them the, the, the Lord's Prayer. He said to them, when you pray, fa- pray say this, Father, hallowed, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive everyone who sins against us and lead us not into temptation. Now, listen to me. I am not completely against people using some memorized prayers. I think that we see it in church history, and so you could make an argument with me, and I would say, okay, I'm with you on some of that. Though I really don't use memorized prayers at all, personally. I, I really don't. And I do not believe that what Jesus is teaching this person right here is to recite this prayer. I don't believe that's what he's doing here. I believe that the Lord's Prayer is a teaching moment where Jesus is giving an example or a pattern to, in a way, follow as you learn to pray. And it can be a great place to start as we're learning to pray. So let's just talk through this quick. Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and you could even add your will be done from the book of Matthew's version in that way. But here's where you start. You start by putting God in his proper place. You start by putting him first. You start by acknowledging who he is, acknowledging what he has done. You start in a way with worship words, with gratitude words, because I think our tendency is we want to just go into this guns blazing and just treat God like he's some sort of genie. And we just walk in and we say, okay, God, let's get right to it. I need this and this and this and this and this, and you need to do this and this and this and this. Amen. We good? All right, I'm going. Okay? Jesus here starts with something different. And he says, oh God, hallowed be your name. This is just like, you are up there and I am down here. You are all powerful and amazing and great. And I am down here and I humbly just come to you today. And I come with gratitude. I come, with, I come praying for your will and your kingdom to be first and all of that. And so we just start by just saying those kind of words in that way. We put God First, we acknowledge who he is and our desire to see that. Have God, you are so good even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it. And God, my desire is to honor you. And I just pray that my life would honor you, that my prayers would honor you uh, and all of that. Okay, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done. And then Jesus says, says, give us today our daily bread. 
Okay, what does that mean? Jesus is teaching his disciples here that it's, it is okay and expected and totally how this should work, that you begin to bring your needs to God. <clears throat> I would recommend learning to even make a list and that you can pray through. Don't just let your mind try to figure it out. You're like, okay, okay, make a list. Put your kids' names on the list. Put, put your pastors on the list. Come on. I need prayer lots, okay? Uh, put, you know, so just, just someone that you know that is dealing with cancer, someone that you know, someone at work that you know is, their marriage is falling apart, and you just begin to make this list, and, and in, G, in this case right here, our bread is symbolic of our most basic and essential needs as humans, and so it is okay to say, God, uh, like we, we begin to pray through, my, I pray that my business, I pray that it would thrive for your glory, not mine. I, I pray for my family that you would protect my children and that they would love you and that you would help me and teach me as a parent to, to, to raise them, to serve you, God. Help me with this. And so we begin to, like, God, my kids are having a really hard time at school right now. God, my teenager is hanging out with this, this crowd, and I'm concerned about that. God, my mom has this thing in her body. So we acknowledge God first. We, we worship, and we say those types of words. And then we bring our needs to God. Third, then Jesus goes into forgive us our sins. As we sin against God, okay, so what do we do? We begin to pray for our heart issues because you have issues in your heart and I have issues in my heart. And I don't mean like the blood pumping organ here, okay? I'm talking about like you understand on the inside of all of us, we seem to fall different ways and, and we have attitudes that come out of us and we're like, why did I act like that? And we, and we uh, freak out on one of our kids, and you're going, I don't know what just happened. It's inside things in us. We might say, well, they bring that out of me. No, 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 no. It, it comes out of you because it's inside of you. All right? And so we, we begin to pray and say, God, help me with my attitudes. Help me with my issues. Show me the junk inside of me that's not okay. And we begin to uh, acknowledge that and pray for that type of stuff. Help me forgive people that, that have wronged me because you so freely forgive me. Help me to learn to forgive them. And then 10 minutes is up. And that's it right there. We begin to do that and make that a priority. And this is where prayer begins. We acknowledge who God is. We worship and give thanks. We bring our needs and requests. We look inside our heart and ask God for help in that stuff. Okay, that was all the first question. We'll move much quicker through the rest, I promise. Okay, question number two, how do I pray out loud? Yeah, let's go. Okay, for some of us, our next step, like for some of us, you're already praying like this and you're trying to spend time with God and this has become a routine for you. And for some of us, our next step is, is to get over our fear of actually praying out loud and to move forward in that. And for some reason, this is so incredibly difficult for people uh, but I absolutely do not just see this as something for pastors only or like super Christians or whatever you want to call it, okay? I believe it's part of us being the body of Christ and moving things from me to we is the language that I'm starting to use. So just a few things about praying out loud. <coughs> Are you ready for this? 
All right, I'm not going to make you pray out loud at the end of the service, so don't, some of you are like already feeling like, I don't know what to do. Okay, but that's okay. Um, First, don't feel like you need to pray with churchy words when you pray out loud. Pray normal words, like just how you normally talk. It's so weird when some people, like, they talk all normal American, and then all of a sudden they start praying, and you're going, what? Yeah, I've never heard you say that word before. What are you doing here? Okay, you don't have to feel like you have to be all churchy with things. Second, it doesn't have to be long. And, and just understand that. Um, Matthew chapter 6 says, When you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. All right? Like, that's pretty straightforward. Don't feel like you have to pray for, for 10 minutes when you pray out loud for somebody. Nobody else, no one wants you to to stand there while you pray for them for 10 minutes, by the way. I mean, for the most part, it, it, God, God hears us when we pray. And I don't know why we put all this pressure on ourselves to pray these long prayers filled with special words. Like, just talk to God. Talk to God. Um, third, learn to be humble when you pray out loud. Do not, do not let this become about you. And, and we, like, anytime, anytime we do something spiritual that in a way is in a public way, just even in front of somebody or out loud, there's this sense of like, you know, uh, our own pride getting in the way. First of all, we don't want to make a fool of ourselves, which is pride, because now we're making prayer about us again. And second, you know, there's this thing of like, I want to appear a certain way. I want to sound spiritual. Pride again. It's this idea of it's becoming about us. Jesus calls this out in some of the religious people of his day. This is Mark chapter 12. He's so harsh. Jesus says, watch out for the teachers of the law. They like to walk around in flowing robes, be greeted with respect in the marketplace, and have the most important seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at banquets. And then listen to this. They devour widows' houses and for a show make lengthy prayers. Lengthy prayers for a show is in the same category as devouring widows' houses. I don't really even know what that means, okay? But it doesn't sound good, does it? Like, don't do that either, by the way. Don't devour widows' houses. But, but Jesus is just like, these churchy people are putting on a show, and how are they doing it? With their lengthy prayers in front of everybody. And everyone says, oh, wow, look how spiritual they are. And Jesus is like, don't be like them. I love that. And religion can become a show. So we, so we humbly, we humbly just make this about God. And we begin to pray using words that we normally talk with. And it doesn't have to be long. I, uh, when we, I, I used to work with teenagers a long time ago now. I'm so old, okay? Uh, a long time ago. And I, we used to teach teenagers, we'd call it a popcorn prayer. And we would, just, it, we would teach them to just pray out loud for somebody just with just one sentence. God, you know what they need right now. I just pray that you'd help them. That's all. And, and it doesn't have to be all long and all weird and all that, okay? Um, okay. Uh, like, let me give you a few examples of just praying out loud. Pray, pray out loud before you eat. And I want you to begin, if this is the next step for some of us here too, I want you to begin when you gather with your family or whatever and you sit down or just your spouse or whatever, that, that, you, that you pray out loud together. And in my house, we rotate who does that. 
and we pray for a missionary together. And so if you would go to my house for dinner, you would hear my, how old is she? Eight years old, I think. You would hear my eight-year-old, who's been doing this since she was three, by the way. You'd hear my eight-year-old say, God, thank you for this food. And I pray for this missionary. And we got this flip book that has the missionaries. I pray for this missionary that's in this country that you would just help them and help them to do what you want them to do. You'd hear my eight-year-old pray like that. Not, not that she's anything special. This is just who we are and what we do. And for some of us, starting with your meal, and don't just recite a meal prayer anymore, but actually give thanks to God together. And you begin to say, you begin to take the step and do that. Um, it, like, if you're married or if you have children, pray out loud before you go to bed. Pray with your teenager. Out loud. Pray for them. Uh, Pray with, your, pray with your spouse. Every single night of our marriage that we have been together, we have prayed out loud together. Every single night. And it's what we do. And in fact, I just was thinking about this. I don't even know how we got this way, Donna. But like, she prays on certain days of the week, and I pray, pray on certain days of the week. And Sundays is both of us. Because there's an odd number. Okay? And so... Isn't that we? I don't know. So Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, that's her. And I'm Tuesday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And then we pray. And we've been doing this for, I don't know how long it's been. How long have we been married again? 20 years coming up soon. Okay. Uh, but just do that. Pray out loud and do that. Now, now, let me add to this. And this can be a powerful step for some of us today. In fact, every single one of us, now we're fitting into this. But this may challenge you. I want you to begin to look for opportunities to pray for people out loud throughout your day. Some of you are like, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> but I want you to do that. You're in the break room at work or at lunchtime, and one of your co-workers does what, does what they do. They begin to tell you about some things in their life that are not going well. Have you ever had someone do that? And what do we do? We, 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 we are a, a shoulder to cry on. And we say, it's going to be okay. Or we say, whatever. Why not say, can I pray for you right now? Can we learn to do that? I can still remember. I was playing basketball uh, in this league. This is years ago now. I'm retired. Okay. <laughs> but we prayed. One of the guys went down in the middle of our game and everybody in that place knew he just completely blew out his knee. And what do we do? We all gather around him. You know, these aren't churchy guys. There's swear words happening all over the place right here in this moment and different things. And I remember, I remember the tension that I felt in that moment where I felt like the Holy Spirit just said, I, I want you to pray for him. And I got down on a knee and I put a hand on his shoulder and I just, and I asked him, by the way, always ask somebody and just say, can I, can I pray with you? And I did not, you know what he didn't want right there? A six-minute prayer using churchy words. And we prayed, and I remember praying something like, God, this really sucks. And I just pray. I pray that you'd help. I pray that you'd just show yourself in this. Amen. That's it. And the people around me, you know, they, like, no one was like, Why'd you do that? That's weird. You know, like in, the, in that moment. Look, look for times. Students at school, I'm going to challenge the snot out of you. Like sincerely, 
There are times in your life, in, your, in the hallways and in the lunchroom, where people, their lives are falling apart. Some of your friends, their parents, they're, they're going through divorce, they're going through junk, they have horrible situations in their lives. Take a moment and say, can I pray for you? And don't be weird. You don't have to stand on the kitchen, like the, the table in the lunchroom. Don't do that, Okay. Because that, that is weird. Don't, but but you, really, you really can put an arm on somebody. You, you say, can I pray for you? Look for times to do that. Don't disrupt your class. Don't do that. Okay? And, and some of you are like, isn't that illegal? Absolutely not. These students have massive freedom when it comes to religion and the, what they do. As long as they're not making a scene or disrupting things. Okay, quietly, gently, briefly do that. Praying for people shows them that you care and it shows them that you believe in God and what he does. It will open the door for you for conversations about faith, by the way. As you begin to pray for somebody in your workplace or in your family, all of a sudden you'll have someone say, I didn't, I didn't, know, I didn't know you were a Christian. Tell me about this. Why did you do that? If you own a business, we're almost done here. We're going to just finish here. If you own a business, did you know that you can actually, you can make your business pray? You, you, you can open meetings by praying. You can spend time. You can do this. I know business people who have created this amazing culture in their workplace where people pray. You don't have, again, we're not forcing anything on anybody. Nobody wants that. But if we are asking and if we are humbly, just like I'm telling you, this, is, this can be a beautiful thing. We do not embarrass people, but we genuinely, as followers of Jesus, as parts of the body of Christ, we should be looking for opportunities throughout our day to pray with people out loud. Wow. Music team, will you please come? <coughs> Next week, okay, now let me put this all together in a nice little bow and, and send you out trembling, okay? <laughs> Next week, we are going to look at a topic in the Bible that, that uh, the phrase we're going to use is intercessory prayer, which is the idea of praying for somebody else when you are all alone. When you're alone and, and, and you're praying with God and you learn to pray for other people, uh, scripturally we have this beautiful thing called intercessory prayer uh, not just for, I'm going to talk about this next week, but so often we think like we've got prayer warriors and we have intercessory prayer people and this type of stuff. I, I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. Every Christian is called to this. And we're going to talk about this. And I'm excited. I'm excited to share this because I think it could be life-altering for you and your children and the people that you love. And then next Sunday, <coughs> I hope you're ready for this. Next Sunday evening, we are doing something. It's an, it's an experiment. We're doing something that we're calling Together Night. Yeah, we have all sorts of great titles around here. We spent all week saying, what can we call this? Together Night. Here's what this is going to look like. Next Sunday night, 5.30, we're going to gather together for all who want to be a part of it for an old-fashioned church potluck. All right? When, when churches are smaller, they do potlucks all the time. We don't really get the chance to do that, and we're going to just try this. So a potluck, if you don't know what that is, is, is everybody just brings a dish to pass or a cookie or a bag of chips, and we just show up and we just eat together. And it's this beautiful thing. And then at 6.30, so that's 5.30 next Sunday, we're going to do that. We're going to eat together. At 6.30, we're going to come in here for a time of singing and a time of prayer, but it's going to look different. And here's what it's going to look like. We're going to have the band down here in the middle 
All the chairs are going to be like this, and we are going to gather around the band in a circle, just as a symbolic together thing, okay? Because we like to come and sit here and all face the front, and so we're just going to be in a circle together. We're going to sing together. We're going to spend some time praying. We'll, have, we'll be done by 7.30. That's going to be next week. That sounds cool, huh? I'm excited about that. Yes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's an experiment, which is sometimes our ideas are great, and sometimes they're not, and we really don't know until we try it, and that's okay. But here we go. Today, what does it look like for you to take a step in the direction of moving forward when it comes to prayer? For some of us in this place, it's starting to pray on your own, learning how to do that and you come from a background where you never did that, you don't know what that looks like, we've learned a little bit here. We're looking for 20 minutes. You schedule a time to do that. You begin to get a reading plan and read the Bible for 10 minutes. And we can talk more about those things, but this is just the basic, okay? And you spend 10 minutes in prayer, praying through some of this stuff, the model that Jesus has given for us in the Lord's Prayer. Hopefully you wrote that stuff down like I told you to. Okay, uh, Some of us, this is your thing. This is where you need to start. And you've never done that. And I'm telling you, if you can learn to do this, it sincerely can change things for you. Change things for your relationship with God. Change things in such a significant way as you begin to do that. Come on. Beautiful thing for some of us. And it's a next step for you. For some of us in this place, it's learning to play, pray out loud. And it's as simple as saying your first prayer out loud for a meal and not a recited thing, but watching yourself fumble through that the first time and then taking a deep breath and saying, I did it. That wasn't so hard. Or praying with your spouse before bed, just putting your arm around her or him, and we just say, God, thank you for this day. And we just pray together for 15 seconds. It's not that much. For some of us, though, I'm challenging you today to begin to find opportunities to pray out loud for people throughout your day. This will blow your mind. This will transform things for you in your workplace. Don't, you don't have to be a weirdo. But to ask somebody in that right moment and begin to say, God, like when I go to work, God, give me a moment where I can pray out loud for somebody today. At your school, I challenge you to pray out loud for somebody and watch what happens. And just watch and just be a part of that, looking for opportunities to do that. Please stand with me all over this place. If today you feel like God is leading you to take another step, in this area of prayer, like if you feel challenged and you want to do this, I just, just put your hand up right now. Like I'm just like, come on, somebody, if you feel that, don't raise your hand just because everyone else is doing this, but like I just want some skin in the game and now you raised your hand. Come on. So that means something, I think. I'm excited to see where our church family goes as we better and better become the body of Christ as we learn how to pray and keep Jesus as the head and the center of all that we do and all that we are. That's what this is about. That's what this is.
with no one looking around, just a time of privacy and reflection. Maybe you're here today and you have never responded on your own to the story of Jesus. I'm not asking you if you've ever been to a church or gone through confirmation or even been baptized. But like there is this deep down personal decision that every one of us is asked to make where we kind of declare that we believe in what Jesus did and we respond with this, I I want to live my life for you, Jesus. And if you're in this place today and you have never made that decision like personally for yourself, this can be the day you do that. In fact, no one's looking around. If that's you today and you're saying, I wanna make that decision today, if that's you, just quickly show me your hand. I just wanna pray for you. Anyone in this place that would say, that is me today. And I wanna respond. Thank you, thank you. You can put your hand down. And church, let's just pray together. These aren't magic words. It's not how this works, but it's this beautiful heart thing between us and God. Let's pray this. Pray this with me. Pray, Father God, I give you my life. Thank you for sending Jesus to die for me. Change my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Come on, we put our hands together. We just celebrate together.